Welcome uh, back to another off off a of bean. Um, about to go walk inside this Starbucks, get my coffee real quick. Got it. All right, coffee acquired. Hmm. Not bad. I feel like I feel like they kind of skimped me a little bit on the foam cream. Oh, but it's all gravy. It's better than nothing. Yeah. So off a of bean. I'm off a of bean. Coffee bean to be specific. Just pulled up back into the house. Uh, let me walk upstairs while I uh, grab my coffee here. Hold on, let me close my garage. <sighs> All right, yeah, so I first stuff set I first decided that I need to really finally sit down and give hard boiled a read about a few days back um, and sat down read the whole thing in one sitting and was really just I was just you know I was like yo this is a this is a this is a masterpiece in my opinion I mean <clears throat> It fought for for those who don't know what hard boiled is about. Um, essentially, let me pull. Let me. I'm, I'm at my laptop now. Like how I did that. Essentially, uh, I will I will read uh, the synopsis that's on the back of the uh, second edition of uh, of hard boiled of the graphic novel. Says, uh, Carl Seltz is a suburban insurance investigator, a loving husband, and a devoted father. Nixon is a berserk, homicidal tax collector, racking up mind boggling body counts in a diseased urban slaughterhouse. Unit 4 is the ultimate robot killing machine and the last hope of the future's enslaved mechanical servants. And they're all the same psychotic entity. Yeah. So. Basically, uh, the comic book opens, um, and we're introduced to this character, this, this character, Carl, a.k.a. Nixon, a.k.a. Uh, Unit 4. Uh, now, Nixon does believe he, he, he is a, a tax collector, right? Um, he believes he's a human being um, when he is, in fact... A machine. He is a robot. Uh, and it kind of opens with uh, this scientist guy, you know, this nebbish guy. I believe his name is Norman. He's walking through this corridor um, and the guards stop him. He's trying to talk to Williford. Then we then we see that he's uh, gets past the guards, but he's walking with an android. 
Um, now this android looks kind of like a a uh, a female C-3PO with like, and that's not even really a good description other than the fact that she's gold like C-3PO, but she actually has like this very uh, human looking face. It's not like she has like big giant manga manga eyes, almost eyes like a Alita Battle Angel. Um, and basically Norman is saying, uh, you know, Unit 4 is downtown and he's at a pleasure center um, and he's... Uh, I believe he says he's overdoing it again, right? Um, and that's when we get uh, the, uh, a panel of uh, Unit 4, uh, a.k.a. Nixon. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's, he's literally uh, covered in blood. He has, like, shards of, like, glass protruding from his body. And, he, you know, he's, like I said, he's holding a massive handgun, um, there's like dead guys at his feet. Uh, there's, he's like a, there's like a wall behind him. It's like, uh, covered in like all sorts of like, you know, uh, uh, profanity, graffiti, you know, on the wall. And he's saying like, come and get it, you bum. Um, we're like, what, what the hell's going on? And then it's this immediately followed by another panel of like him in the middle of like absolute chaos. Like, uh, you just see like, Cars and bodies piled up, smoking, smoking wrecks, you know, people are dead everywhere. And there's a, a car rushing towards him with like uh, guns, like machine guns uh, shooting at him as it, as it rush, rushes forward towards him. Um, and it hits him, right? And as it hits him, he's like saying, I have three bullets left. And it bursts through the wall into this, what, I guess what Norman was referring to as a pleasure center. It's inside this building, and, and, and the funniest thing is, like, first of all, let me just say, like, the artwork, the artwork is fucking beautiful. Like, it's beautiful. It's like, uh, at times, it's like, it's like some sort of, like, uh, the best way I would describe some of the art, not all of the art, but spe- specifically when it's trying to show you, like, uh, some of this greater, like, uh, I don't know dystopian cyberpunk world, right? When it's trying to show you, like, who populates it and how, like, and it, and it, it looks sort of like some sort of, like, twisted wor- Where's Waldo, like, a twisted Where's Waldo, like, panel. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's, like, it's populated with all sorts of people all around it. And if you look really closely, you can really see, like, oh, like, the artist really put, you know, the time in. And uh, to like to really detail it, you know, to really, you know, like this is a this is a, like Jeff, you know, Jeff Darrow and, and Frank Miller really like, you know, they really made a, a fucking like a beautiful comic, you know, like, um, but uh, yeah, the car bursts through this this uh, pleasure center, and immediately you know why it's called a pleasure center. It's like basically like a giant orgy, like you see, like there's like a uh, there's like a, a caged like a, like a steel cage, sort of like you would see at like a WWE match, right? And then this, there's a referee in the middle, and then there's inside the cage, there's there's like an orgy. Like people are literally like fucking in this cage. But there's also like women with like chainsaws, like covered in blood inside the cage. And then like around the cage in the, in the audience, right, you see like there's actually people like, 
like fucking each other. Like I, I believe there was like a, 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 a. If you really look, I remember like just looking through the panel. Let me pull the panel up actually, because it's fucking wild. The cars here. Let me see. Go right here, because this is like one of the. Oh yeah, this is it. <laughs> like now I zoom. I'm trying to like zoom in uh, to to sort of look at some of this detail of this pleasure center, right? And like there's literally. Uh, like a woman and a man, like eating a woman's ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, there's like just people. There's just random people doing like, you know. And then there's just people just chilling. There's like people that you see just there. There's like a. It looks like a concession stand, and but above it, there's a sign that says "Sex Guide." Uh, and 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 like everywhere you look. In, in on this in this panel in this frame of this picture uh it's it's like you could just find new things like that's what i mean like it's, it's like extremely detailed like uh, and like i said the car is crashing through uh, from above down on these people um and then we see uh nixon aka carl aka unit four uh shooting at the car which we do we do find out is his car by the way like so I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, and he's saying like bum basically. Um, but then he crashes, the car crashes and literally naked bodies just are flying everywhere. Um, and then you see, uh, you see Nixon on the hood of the car, the guy who's behind the wheel of the car, he's shot because literally the, 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 uh, windshield is shattered. We see like the guy laying with his, you know, clearly Nixon has shot him. His head's knocked back. There's blood everywhere. And then like uh, the car from the radio, it says five seconds to detonation. You know, it's a countdown, right? So as 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 the car's counting down and blows up, um, it's these beautiful panels of like Nixon being blown back um, by, you know, from the force of the explosion. And he's like got barbed wire wrapped around his face and again glass shards sticking out and like literally Nixon his fingers are twisted and he tells every he's then as even though even though he's just been through this hell you know all this hell he's he's literally holding his gun and he's telling everybody like no one nobody move my name's Nixon I'm a tax collector right um and then after after you see that like very sort of uh, memorable opening image it, it that's when we first are introduced to Williford which is uh, we see Norman, and, and Norman's updating Williford about what's going on, and he's basically saying like they don't have like a body count yet, but they like of because Unit Four, you know, um, Nixon is, is going haywire again, but he's telling him it's like it's in the three digits for sure. So he's definitely killed hundreds of people, at least a hundred people, um, and that basically they they're on like they have to like, give payments to the police commissioner, and like a repair team is coming, you know. Um, to get him or, or has, has gotten him. And that's, as he's saying that, that's when we first see this Williford guy who actually, I don't think has a line of dialogue at all in the comic. Right. Like, but he's got this machine. Um, that's again, he's in this like jacuzzi pool bath, completely naked, giant fat man. Right. I mean, when I say fat, I mean like, uh, disgustingly, like, like again, like a, a human Jabba the Hutt in human form, right? And he's got these two mermaids um, who are mechanical because they have they. You can see that like there's like various uh, 
like mechanical arms that that are coming from the inside of the pool that are connected to the the tails of these mermaids and these mermaids are washing his body and above him there's this machine with again um all of these weird sort of like hoses and wires and um mechanical uh appendages that are like reaching down over the over the top of Williford and then you see like there's like coke cans and food like french fries and all kinds of shit inside this machine. Um, that's basically like feeding him, like, because he's a fucking obese fat slob. I mean, it's like, you know, what people... It's the next logical uh, leap from getting DoorDash <laughs> is what is what, <laughs> is what this is, this, in my opinion. Uh, as I sip more coffee. Uh, so, yeah, so after, after we're first introduced to Williford, we still don't really have... We still don't really know what's going on. And this is what I like about... Another thing I like about... Uh, hard-boiled is is hard-boiled it, it doesn't like explain everything to you it just reveals things to you you know what i'm saying because it, it doesn't think the audience is stupid you know what i mean it's so again my kind of story so we see williford now and and he's got there's two there's two scientists that are like telling you know they're like telling him not to move you know you, we've got they're like working on him right because he's he's super fucked up right um, and he, we realized like he's in the back of an ambulance and they're like, you know, putting, putting a breathing tube down his mouth and they're telling him to calm down and he's going to be fine. And, and, uh, they're, they're working on him like heavily, like, and it's very, it's a very detailed sort of like, uh, colorful, like, uh, series of, series of panels where you see like him laying there in the back of the ambulance and then like the guys injecting him with a, 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 a syringe and then they, and, and, and it's, it's again, it's like very, like I said, like every, every, every panel in this, in this comic is a work of art. Like I could just look at like, that's what I, like after I first read, read hard boiled, what I did is I immediately, uh, started from the beginning again and, and just like went and looked through panel by panel just to look at the things and catch some of the things. Right. But after that, you know, scene of them working on him in the back of the ambulance, uh, we get to see him being operated on in more detail when the ambulance pulls up outside of uh, Williford uh, Home Appliances, which is this sort of giant sort of like, uh, it looks like a, it has that sort of uh, 1950s style um, home appliance uh, design, not only to the Williford uh, actual logo that says Williford. It, it literally looks like it would be on one of those old, old style uh, refrigerators from the fifties. Um, sort of like, or the design is similar to like a fifties soda soda shop. You know, um, one of those one of those type of deals. Uh, but the actual design of the building is designed that way too, which again is an interesting contrast in a sort of like futuristic uh, uh, cyberpunk you know world. But we see um, the scientist doctor slash engineer guys i mean i mean they work on robots basically uh we see him being wheeled in on a gurney um now the gurney he has like all sorts of uh uh, various various not only syringes but uh scissors uh all kinds of things just stuck in his body um he's got a a fucking mask over his face like an oxygen mask and they're wheeling him down past the guards down this long corridor and that's when it gets to this like operation uh, uh, scene, and then we see like a doctor in scrubs with his with his people, and and again like we get to see like 
the doctor sort of like looking or, um, you know, getting, getting his hands with gloves on. There's like, there's like people in there smoking. Like there's, I, there's, I, I definitely remember like them showing one of the, you know, uh, nurses or assistant surgeons was like smoking a cigarette, laughing or whatever. And we see sort of, uh, as the doctor's getting ready to operate or repair, uh, Nixon from, from above, there's this, uh, it looks like it's a it's an interesting look piece of machinery, right? Like the, it has again, it has an, some sort of like arm. It's like a, it's like a it looks like a, a a lamp or a dome, and but with like an an arm protruding off the side, and and that arm has various mechanical appendages, like and, and like things sticking out. And it's hanging above uh, the head of, of 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 Nixon, but then like it has a, a, a like a glass like at the bottom of it like the bowl like a rounded piece of glass and inside of it you see like baby fetuses and baby roof bars and snickers and m&ms and shit like inside of it and like again this is a it's a trip because it's like okay what exactly is this this thing for like why are the baby fetuses and the junk food in there like and upon like second like when i started to look back i remembered oh like that's like williford because Williford again is this massive, uh, this massive, oh, uh, morbidly obese guy, and like you just started, you start to realize like, oh, like everything that like every type of uh, machinery or uh, robotic sort of me- mechanism that that exists inside of uh, Williford's uh, uh, you know headquarters, like. Like is it's designed to service his fat ass, so it's like it's got all these other shit. So you're like, oh, so like, what is the utility and purpose of that? Like again, it's just a very interesting uh, way. But but this whole like operation uh, starts to happen, and the doctors like literally like d- operating on him, and you hear like you get the sound effects of like uh, of, of of tools like uh, you know whirring and. And then, like, the doctor says, call parts, and they tell him, like, he t- he basically what the doctor says is to shut off the heart. And then he asks uh, one of the other, like, assistants, like, yo, is the, has his new skin uh, cooled yet? And then uh, after he gets his answer, he says, okay, well, let's peel him. And then you see, like, a bunch of, like, wrenches, like, literal wrenches, like, uh, <laughs> I guess that's it, that are from, for, again, from that, like, mechanical arm. And they're, like, pulling the flesh from it from from his hand right and it's a whole sort of like theater of like uh again a series of different panels where they show like bloody so bloody tools but again the tools are like a mixture of like like if it was if 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 this was like a human being operated on you would see like scalpels but since this is an actual machine you not only see scalpels but you see things like wrenches uh you also see like silverware uh fucking swiss army knife it's just funny because again like it's that cyberpunk thing, right? Where it's like, it's taking sort of like the, uh, it's blending of like this sort of like, I don't know, um, home appliance sort of pedestrian, uh, tools with like tools of a, of a trade. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm articulating that right. Right. But it's like, you're seeing this weird, like incongruency of like, uh, things that are combined, uh, with, uh, other things that seem, out of place like like why is like why are you seeing like uh precision tools uh next to sort of uh 
regular um, home use style uh, utensils or appliances, but it's a, it's a recurring motif uh, throughout the entire uh, throughout the entire hard boiled comic, and, and that's intentional, right? It's intentional. It's trying to like sort of like give you a sense of this world, this sort of again hyper commercialized uh, dead. Mm, it's dead world, you know. Like the world is in this in this in this time is fucking. It's a, it's a corpse. So like everything that you're seeing and you kind of see that again, you see that to some, to some extent now where it's like things of a certain, like there's like a sense of like things of the past, things that used to have a certain utility, um, no longer have the utility they used to have, but they're here. It's just junk. So people sort of repurpose it and use it for, uh, things that they weren't even designed for, you know, um, which again, that's, that's sort of reiterates this idea of this being a, 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 a futuristic uh, utopia that blends like the past with the present and the future in this sort of timeless sort of end of time kind of uh, world. So yeah, there's a series of these panels where they're doing, you know, fixing up, uh, fixing up Carl Nixon <laughs> unit four. Uh, the man with three names. He's not even the man, the uh, robot. Um, they're drilling him. You know, they're, they're, they have his eyes open. They're holding his eyes open with like these clamps. Then the clamps like that they're used to like hold his eyelids open. They have like, uh, I noticed when I went back through that they have like the Kellogg's K on them. <laughs> like, I, again, like the, there's, there's significant uh, amounts. And this is a, this is a, this is a, something you see in cyberpunk in general, right? But like all these, like the brands, like seeing different brands over and over again, like it's peppered throughout, you know, this whole comic. Um, so yeah, you see them like working on, on him. And then finally, uh, it, after they're done, then you see him now with looking like a man completely, uh, with new flesh, even though it's like, he, he looks kind of rough, but, <laughs> but then he has a series of like, uh, like like uh, tubes or, or like they look like EKG uh, hoses running, you know, um, running from his body. Uh, and he's like suspended. Um, it looks like he's suspended in the air, but he's I guess he's on a table. Um, but like uh, but he then but then it cuts to a wider sort of again, one of those like cool ass like, uh, you know, again, like a twisted where's Waldo cyberpunk where's Waldo like panel where you see him looking like the Venturian man. Isn't that what that's called? With the guy with the, his arms and legs held out. Like looks like a sort of like the Venturian man with this giant machine, um, over top of him with the, with all of these hoses running into him. And then he's like in the center of this, what this basically, uh, looks like a cross between a cafeteria, uh, table mixed with like some sort of like NASA, uh, computer console and like it's filled with like just uh, nothing but people in white lab coats and they're all like talking, eating food. Uh, just again, it's uh, it, it's 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 again the 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 aesthetic, the aesthetic of of hard boiled is so fucking great. It is so fucking good. Like the way that it does this, the way that it it makes you see kind of uh, this world that like. It's just again the best. The best way to describe it is there is no there is no past, there is no present, there is no future. Um, that's why uh, 
it's that, that it, cyberpunk or specifically this comic and, and I, I feel like other other works of cyberpunk do this where they blend all three of those elements together um, for that very reason because at because in a cyberpunk future there is no future you know it is a future with without a future uh, so in order to sort of communicate that to to the audience you, you know they do that through a combination of uh, making of blending all of the different sort of uh, iconography um, from from the past, present, you know, in the future. But yeah, so again, after you see Nixon uh, hooked hooked to those uh, to that machine with all those people, you see him like say, "I my name is Nixon. I'm a tax collector," and then like someone like a, a hand is like turning up the volts like a, on a voltage sort of like a switch. And then he's like wincing in pain, you know, and then we cut to a scene of him in bed waking up like he had a dream and he's getting, and then we meet like, uh, there's a woman next to him. That's his wife. And there's two children. Right. And he's, and he's like, uh, you know, the kids have like her are standing at the foot of the bed and they're saying, Hey dad, what's the matter? And, and, and the, and the wife, his wife is saying, you know, daddy just had a bad dream kids. Now go back to bed. And like, we see Nixon lay back down. Um, I'm going to call him like three different names through this whole, <laughs> through this whole thing. And as he's laying back down, like you could see like what's represented in panels is him dreaming and you see him like, uh, you know, fighting with someone, then a guy shooting and then him shooting a guy, then just a series of violence, like him just violently shooting people and death and murder. Uh, because basically, uh, he, he is a, not only again, like I, I think if you, if you can, I'm probably going to, uh, for patrons specifically, I'm probably just going to go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, share this, uh, behind a paywall, um, with my patrons so that, that you guys get a chance to, to sort of, to sort of read it. Uh, but definitely buy it, you know, um, buy it. Uh, cause it, it's worth for the art alone. Like for the, it's not even, I looked it up on Amazon. I think it's like 1999 or something like that. You can get the, you can get the second edition of, of, of this. It's fucking beautiful. Um, for the art alone, it's just a great book to have. Um, but yeah, I probably will put behind the paywall um, a copy of this so you guys can actually read the story. Um, and uh, that way, if, if you haven't read it yet, um, I don't really think you can ruin this experience. But at this point, if you haven't read it, probably just pause pause the podcast. Um, go read it, finish it. So, you know, that, you know, I don't ruin completely you know, this experience in terms of if you don't want to know. Um, but yeah, so what it is, is he's having all these flashbacks because he is basically, as we discover further along in the book, that he is a, uh, he is a, an, a robot assassin, um, that is basically, uh, Williford uses to uh, kill his, kill off his competition. Because again, we are again in a cyberpunk, uh, future where corporations rule everything. So like Williford can he can do things like this and, and pay the police off and basically get away with literal murder because again he's you know he owns this giant corporation mega corporations control so they literally fight fight you know battles between each other again another hallmark of of cyberpunk right um, <clears throat> but yeah so we see this like sequence of panels of him tossing and turning and him having flash you know seeing these moments where he's fighting these men killing these men um, and and while he's doing it we see his wife take her hair down, um, take off her, her, her pajamas, 
um, and then get on top of him naked. And he wakes up and, and he t- he's like, he says, honey, I, I, you know, he's like basically waking up to her on top of him and uh, kind of almost like disoriented. But then they just again, she just starts to have sex with him. And then we see that it cuts to the ch- the children in like the middle of the panel, like looking and whispering to each other. And you're like, yo, what the fuck? So like the kids are literally watching him uh, have sex. But as as they're having sex. Right. And his eyes are closed. And he's like, we see like he's also getting uh, flashbacks from him during the uh, his uh, surgery that we saw previously, just just before uh, inserted in there, too, a little bit. And it's kind of again, it's a very kind of like. Uh, you know, it's a straight up sex scene. It's like a softcore sex scene. It, it doesn't go too crazy, right? But it's it's interesting because the children are there, and you're like, "What the hell?" And then you see, sort of at the very bottom of the panel, the the little girl's holding a syringe, and she says 50 cc's, and then he, the little boy says, "Yeah, no more bad dreams." And you're already kind of getting the sense of like, "Okay, what the hell's going on here?" Right? Like, like why why is why are the kids like injecting him in his arm with a syringe, and 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 why are they just why are they still here while? Their parents are like fucking ass naked. You know what I mean? Um, but then the wife tells him everything's fine. She puts a hand over his eyes. His eyes close. And he falls into sleep. Right. And as he's falling into sleep. Right. Um, it, it segues into a brief dream. And you see like him in like I think it's like a jungle. Um, it looks kind of like a war flashback a little bit briefly. And then he show, and then it shows him at like a, 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 a cemetery and he's looking at a headstone and he notices there's no name on it. And he wakes back up and his wife, you know, gives him a kiss and says, breakfast is ready. Then we see him walking outside the house now, dressed and ready for work, um, talking, you know, that his wife and kids are on, on the steps waving to him. Um, and he's getting into his car. This very cool looking, like retro, future retro looking uh, orange. Uh, East, he called, they call it Eastwood, but it looks more like a, you know, like, I don't know, like a, a, a Coupe de Ville. Or like one of those old school sort of again fifty style cars, but but you know um, again the name Eastwood, um, I believe there's another car they refer to as a Stallone. Like again, you know, so so that's the kind of references uh, that this that this uh, comic has. But he's like driving away, um, and he's like talking to no one in particular uh, about you know how you know he's a family guy who likes familiar things. He likes, you know, watching his kids grow up, driving his car, seeing his neighbors. You know, he's and he's like, you know, my name is he's telling himself everything is familiar as my name, Seltz, Carl Seltz, which, again, is not who he is. Right. And he t- keeps telling himself this over and over again. I'm an insurance investigator. Uh, it becomes a reoccurring thing that he keeps saying to himself over and over again. Like he says, he keeps saying, like, throughout the comic, he'll say, I have I have a wife, two kids. I live in Burbank. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. Um, I used to live near Burbank, uh, which, which I found funny. Um, and this does take place. We know it takes place in Los Angeles because not only does he say he lives in Burbank, but there's also a scene where he's like driving his car through, through town and he sees the Hollywood sign, um, off of like Franklin and Gower. Um, so this is a very, again, this is rooted in, in, in Los Angeles, right? So as, 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 as he's like driving around, Starting his day, as he says, as a tax collector, um, we see uh, that uh, lab-coated, uh, nerdy scientist guy Norman again walking through the corridor uh, with that android, um, the one who looks like a, like I said before, like a a female version of C-3PO. Um, 
And the conversation is like uh, about, again, about uh, Carl, a.k.a. Unit 4. Um, and basically, Norman is telling uh, the android that, like, the support system and did their job and, like, got him stabilized. And, like, uh, he just wishes that those units weren't so hard to turn off. And then he then he tells the android, like, no offense, right? And that's, like, the first uh, moment where you get the sense of, like, oh, like, that, that's the moment in the comic where they're sprinkling in this this uh, tension between androids and humans, you know what I mean? Um, because what this is really about and what you do discover as the comic moves forward is that Unit 4, a.k.a. Nixon, a.k.a. Carl, um, has, believes that he's a human being, right? And everything in his life is fake. Like his wife and his children are not his real wife and children. They They are also sort of robots there's like dogs there's dogs who are like robots who are like basically with laser eyes who are, who are basically like uh you know there to monitor but he the whole thing about him is like he's this corporate drone literally you know like he's sent on missions but he he thinks he's a regular guy like he keeps thinking I'm a regular guy and we we come to uh understand uh that it, this is a part of his programming um this is what's keeping him um, from basically, it's a safeguard so that he never becomes sort of, uh, aware enough to believe that he is in fact a robot and, and because they're thinking along the lines of, you know, we don't want him to sort of, uh, have that self-awareness because this assassin could decide, you know, fuck it, I'm going to kill the humans. Um, and that's really what, um, some of the other robots, uh, are hoping for uh, in this story. Um, but as I was saying before, um, after we have the scene in the hallway with, uh, Norman and the female, uh, android, um, where they're talking about, um, Nixon's malfunction, um, and how he's stable again. We see that he's back in his car, riding through this sort of uh, cyberpunk world, uh, slammed with traffic, much like LA is now, you know, slammed with traffic. Um, and he's still sort of talking to himself about his wife. He's saying, you know, that how, how, how good Becky looks and um, how he's a lucky guy and all I have to do is close my eyes and think about Becky when I think when I ever whenever I start to get down on myself. And uh, again, this is just him sort of repeating this uh, programming um, that has been literally programmed into him. <laughs> um, and while he's driving, uh, we hear from his uh, car radio uh, that he's uh, a subject is within scanning range, but uh acceleration is required. Um, and, and it's like, he's kind of paying attention to this. Uh, but at the same time, he still seems to be sort of, I don't know, um, on cruise control, um, in a weird kind of way. Um, cause he's like literally moving through traffic, uh, talking about how, uh, he's 
been plenty stuffed from dinner. Again, all things that probably just aren't true, you know. I don't even, I'm not sure if he can eat or not. Um, but as he's doing this, he's driving through this traffic, maneuvering through this traffic, uh, hitting cars, swerving, you know, because, again, the the radio is saying um, that his acceleration is insufficient. So he's speeding up, and then it tells him that his, you know, his acceleration is sufficient, and he'll be able to intercept in 30 seconds. And, uh, again, we don't understand who he's going after in this moment. We just know that he's, he's going after someone. And again, he believes in his mind or mainframe computer brain that he's an insurance investigator, you know, that that's, and he says to himself, you know, that he's been one for 20 years and his name is Harry, uh, Harry Burns. Now, again, I'm not sure, uh, if Harry Burns is a fourth personality, um, or, uh, because again, like I said before, uh, he thinks he's Carl Seltz, an insurance investigator. Um, and that's even what it says on the back of the, uh, second edition of hard boiled. Um, you know, he says, he says it's Carl, Carl Seltz, a, uh, suburban insurance investigator, uh, Nixon, and then, of course, uh, Unit 4. So uh, he has a fourth identity um, of uh, this completely different person, you know. Um, but again, part of that, I believe, is maybe sort of once he got fixed and re sort of reprogrammed, that they just sort of gave him a new name that he believes he is. But uh, again, he's the he's ref- only person that's referring to him as that is is himself, I believe, uh, uh it's again i'm not quite certain um like when it comes to his personality right uh because even before that he's he's as he's driving um he does say seltz harry seltz as he passes uh the hollywood sign which i had already mentioned so again and he says something like about he was uh an investigator for benevolent insurance or assurance, not insurance, assurance corporation, which was like some sort of special forces division. So you're like, the book is already, already, or, or the comic book or the graphic novel, whatever you want to call it, is already laying out this sort of uh, multiple personalities, almost kind of uh, conflicting, almost schizophrenic. I don't know. If, I don't even know if that's, you know, accurate, schizophrenic. No, but, but definitely, uh, Someone who's has these sort of uh, he, he has multiple personalities uh, that he's that he believes he is simultaneously, you know, um, which kind of speaks to sort of why he's probably uh, such a uh, problematic uh, android or robot that keeps flipping the hell out, you know, trying to keep because he thinks at one in, in one moment he thinks he's Carl Seltz, and in the next moment he's 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 saying he's a uh, Again, to no one but himself, and obviously to the reader, um, for exposition purposes, <laughs> that he is in fact uh, Harry Burns, uh, and and he has one wife. Again, this becomes sort of like a mantra: one wife, two kids, three mortgages on two bedroom on a two bedroom in Burbank, and and that comes back in where he says one wife, two kids, house in Burbank. Um, so we find out that like he's pursuing uh, this car. Um, 
and we see an old woman um, in, with a little kid, a little girl uh, specifically, uh, in a car driving. And the little girl says he, he that basically he's right behind us. Uh, and then the old woman says, I knew I knew that Barbara wouldn't let us down. And she tells the little girl, so remember to act kidnapped. So we don't quite understand, like, what's going on or why, why, uh, who, who Barbara is. But we do discover that Barbara is the uh, android, the, the female C-3PO that I keep talking about. Um, and that this old lady is, in fact, not an old lady, but an android. Um, but as uh, Carl or Nixon or whoever, <laughs> let's just let's just say Unit 4 is... Uh, pursuing this old lady and this girl thinking, um, again, I'm not quite certain who he thinks she is. You know, I'm not quite certain. I don't even think it's quite made clear, but while he's doing this, then there's this this giant, like, uh, police tank pursuing him, um, which causes him to sort of do like some sort of like 007, uh, special, uh, car, (laughs) specialized car, uh, maneuver. Well, not even a maneuver. He hits a button in the car and it shoots out a bunch of like, uh, spiked balls, which cause, uh, which causes a giant wreck, fucks up the wheels of the, of this, the the pursuing police vehicle. Uh, but again, everywhere he goes, it's like this, like it causes a massive car pile of massive wreck, massive, uh, casualties. (laughs) <laughs> and he just continues to drive off, you know, un- unaffected. Again, another sign that he's not a human, he's a machine. Because um, he's still trying to intercept this car. His car is still telling him, like, about his speed, is uh, when his speed is insufficient for interception. Um, and then it says, once he gets close, that, like, uh, you know, that a, 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 a collision is imminent. A collision is imminent. Like, subject reversing course. It's Again, it's repeating these things, you know, um, and then Carl and the woman literally, uh, their cars are start driving and accelerating towards each other. And I think Carl's like, oh, yeah, let's play chicken. And the woman, the old woman who's driving the other car, is perfectly fine with that. And she's smiling behind the wheel as the cars smash into each other. Uh, literally smash and fall off of a bridge. And, like, we see, like, a giant explosion, um, more unnecessary <laughs> uh, casualties caused through this, uh, absolute, total, utter, uh, destructive, um, yeah, destructive ass car crash, which, um, a nor- any normal person would be dead, um, but these aren't normal people, because they are, in fact, not people at all, they are actual, uh, artificially intelligent cyborgs, or not even cyborgs, um, I mean, technically, I guess you would call them a cyborg if they have living tissue on the outside, but they're they're not. They're not, they're just completely human beings underneath uh, the the sort of flesh. Uh, what what is essentially a costume, um, but it causes this massive wreck, um, which ultimately leads to Unit Four uh, getting out of the car, bloody, clutching his gun random uh debris sticking out of his body <laughs> uh, like he's got like a license plate 
stuck on his leg, a fucking, uh, I think like a spark plug in his head, <laughs> like a car key in his head. And you could see his arm ripped and it's kind of revealing sort of a, a machinery beneath, beneath his arm. And he sees the old woman who's holding the young girl and she's shooting at him, you know, smiling and shooting at him. And she shoots him and knocks him down. Um, and then this, this ends up leading to like a face off, right? Between, uh, this old lady who's actually a robot we discover named unit two. Um, and this whole thing is, uh, a, this is part of a plan, a greater plan. Uh, when the uh, old woman unit two, um, who we discover that's, that's actually who she is. Uh, unit two is sent there by Barbara. Um, Barbara back at Williford, is orchestrating this sort of uh, confrontation uh, between Unit 4, um, a.k.a. Carl, <laughs> a.k.a. Nixon, a.k.a. several different personalities. She's orchestrating this whole thing. And the reason that, that, that he's pursuing um, that old woman is completely because she's, she's the one in, behind the scenes sort of have, sending him out on this mission where he, again, he believes that he's a, uh, insurance investigator, but in, in reality, he goes out on missions thinking he's an insurance investigator when really he's an assassin. It's being, you know, sent by Williford to sort of take out his competition, right? So we, we, we do discover that it's in fact her attempt to get him to get into a confrontation with unit two so that like they can fight and then like, basically literally shed their human flesh to reveal that they're actually robots because they want to convince him that he is in fact not a human being. They want to basically deprogram him um, because Barbara believes that he is the one hope for them to sort of uh, be free. But ultimately um, comes down to this, this fight where they're literally, they're, they're, they've beat each other up to the point where, you know, uh, literally they're, un, they're, they're exoskeletons, their actual robotic bodies are on full display, specifically the old woman. Now she looks, when she gets her complete, when her, when she gets completely, uh, fucked up in this fight and she, she sheds, completely sheds the old woman, uh, f- flesh costume, essentially, uh, we see underneath is like a very, like uh so it's a it's a female shaped woman robot and the robot is actually attempting to unit two again is attempting to uh convince uh carl uh or nixon or again whichever name he goes by unit four she's trying to convince him through like in any way that she can, like that, like, yo, you're a robot. You're one of us. Like, stop doing this. Stop being, you know, working for this, for these, for this guy, for this, for this, for this company. Stop doing the bidding of man, you know, and she's even trying to seduce him, you know what I'm saying? But he rejects it ultimately and pretty much ends up punching her head off, which then makes the little girl who we discover is also a robot, right? She's upset. Like why she even holds the head said, why did you do that? She was only trying to help. And then at, simultaneously, that's when a dog, like a little bulldog comes by to the girl that we understand is like monitoring the situation and kills the little girl robot 
with like its laser eyes. Yeah, again, this is some wild shit, right? Um, and ultimately, uh, Unit 4 is so fucking confused that he goes off and there's a whole sequence of him between him leaving um, that fight and going through, going on the subway and like his, and, and, and not only do he, he interacts with people because people see this robot walking around, they freak out. He kills, he kills random people. Who, who, who may try to get in the way of uh, just in his way. Like there's even some people who are like uh, religious types who are like holding like Jesus, uh, Jesus uh, crucifixes. And they're saying like God and he like kills them. Like he immediately kills them. Um, again, I guess I'm trying to make a statement here in this comic, uh, <laughs> a little on the nose, but you know, I think it was effective. Not, uh, nonetheless, nonetheless. Uh, but, uh, Ultimately, he does go back to Williford, and when we, we it doesn't show what happens. It only shows the aftermath of what happens, um, where he basically goes back to Williford, and he's like massacred so many employees. There's just guys in white lab coats everywhere, dead, like uh, piles and piles of bodies. Another thing I, f- I forgot to mention is uh, there's a, there's a moment um, while this some of this other stuff is going on when 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 uh, Unit Four is fighting with Unit Two, but back at Williford, uh, it's revealed that Barbara, the female C-3PO android, uh, is actually the one behind what's happening, or she's pulling the strings, uh, is when she actually kills Norman. Like, she, like, breaks his neck, you know, um, and then, like, takes him into a bathroom, and it's like, looks like she's, like, shoving him down a toilet, and that's, like, the moment where you're like, oh, shit, like, what's happening, and, sh- and then... Barbara sort of reveals herself to us, the readers, like that, like, oh, she, she really wants Unit 4 to, you know, turn against, you know, Williford and, and be, be free, right? Um, stop, you know, stop being, again, this uh, r- robot hitman, like, which, which is what he is, you know? But yeah, he gets back to there. We see the aftermath of him, like, massacring d- numerous people, numerous human employees, but he's... Basically, when we actually see uh, him now, he's basically looks like a he looks like the fucking Terminator exoskeleton. But like but he's basically just a torso, like what's left of him, you know, his upper torso, like his he doesn't have any legs. One of his arms is you know hanging off of him, like ripped off. Um, and he's being like held up by this giant like. I don't know. It looks like a machine arm. Like, uh, but it's not, it's, and you see, uh, Williford again, who, who's in this gigantic metal, like, I don't know. He's, it's like a rideable machine. It's like, a. it looks like a, I don't know, like, like it's, it's almost like a, some sort of like mechanical, uh, rideable, almost tank like, uh, device that he's in that we see is like, cause again, like this, this guy has all of this machinery, that's that he uses because he's so massive he's so big he's such a sloth right that like again everything within williford like he has control over all of these sort of uh all of this technology all of this again is very cyberpunky technology but they've basically uh it's he's basically been able to to stop you know uh to stop unit four like from to stop him from from uh killing he didn't he doesn't successfully kill williford like i mean he kills a lot of other people um but ultimately uh that just doesn't happen 
Um, and and, the, and it, it, the way the the way the story does end um, is kind of interesting because it doesn't end with uh, you know him like essentially getting his freedom. Um, and Barbara, the, the 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 woman android, uh, getting what she would want, right? Like she literally, it's not a happy ending for the for the for the robots. Um, basically, uh, he gets fixed again and reprogrammed again, um, and looks like a human again at the very end of the uh, of the book. And he goes right back home to his his uh, fake wife and ch- fake family, fake kids, and and completely smiling, completely uh, back in this you know uh, completely fabricated dream world uh, life that you know is made up, and it literally ends on him coming home, you know, like he's been a long day at work, you know, um, his wife asking him if everything's okay. You know, and he said, yeah, honey, it's, you know, everything's fine. And then the, the, the closing image is him hugging her, you know, with it, holding his briefcase and, uh, like in, in the, in their house. And like, it looks like a 19, like fifties sitcom kind of, uh, moment or scene. But the only thing that like lets you know that it's not is the door. Like in the panel, if you look, they have this very intricate door with these sort of like, uh, it's a it's a metal door with these mechanical locks with like with like a several of them it's like three and it's like it looks like a door that is in a i don't know in a in a i don't know a, a, a mechanized bank vault or something uh it's definitely something that is like again that that blending of this uh different different you know different eras you know like that sort of almost uh Again, very, very brutalist, sort of cold machine looking kind of technology, just just a just a garnishment like in this otherwise kind of Norman Rockwell kind of looking husband and wife embracing in their home after work. It's a very it's very it's it's not subtle, but it's not overdone right it's just there and that's the closing image uh of hard-boiled so yeah uh i will check get your hands on uh hard-boiled it's definitely a great uh cyberpunk graphic novel um like i said it's a banger it's a banger um even if you're not fucking with uh the cyberpunk storyline in this I mean, again, for the art, for the art alone, this is worth, this is worth having and owning. Um, and like I said, if you're a patron, like you can definitely check it out for, uh, free. Um, and then, then go on Amazon and get you a, a copy. Like I said, it's pretty affordable. So yeah, uh, that is all I have to say about it. Um, and just because this is a different kind of episode doesn't mean I know how to end it. So as always, uh, I don't know how to end episodes. So this is the end. This weird aberration society.